Hey guys, welcome to Talk with Sarah, a podcast inspired by the youth where we cultivate a community of different race and tribe to serve God's purpose in our generation, living a yielded life. Just imagine what the world would be if we all, I mean all, lived out our purpose. Let's Let's go. Hello guys, welcome back to Talk with Sarah and I am your host, Sarah Walker. I'm sure you guys are all like wondering what am I doing here on Friday? Well, today is a special episode and in the spirit of um, World Children's Day, we have a special guest, Peter Lublink. We, he's uh, the executive, executive director of Bethany Kids. And he will be speaking to us concerning what they do and their services they provide. So nice to meet you, Peter Lubli. Nice to have you. Thank you on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm excited to talk about kids and and uh, celebrate World Children's Day with you today. Yes. Thank you so much. So um, let's just get right into the episode. Could you just tell us a brief history about Bethany Kids, the NGO? Sure. So Bethany Kids started in Kenya and originally was just providing pediatric care uh, surgeries to kids. So at first it was just one a Western surgeon providing care. And very quickly they realized that that is not a great model. There's a lot of problems with that model. So they shifted it to instead train local surgeons, beginning with surgeons in Kenya, and then now training surgeons from across the continent of Africa. So we trained those surgeons uh, in pediatric surgery at our hospital in Kenya. Uh, And then those surgeons are able to return to their home countries and continue to provide the highest quality pediatric care Uh, And and the result has been that we now work and exist in six different countries uh, where we get to treat literally thousands of patients every year. And you get to see children's lives transformed in in so many different ways. Okay. Okay. That's great. So like in a whole concise note, what do Bethany Kids do? Bethany Kids organization, what services do they provide to people, to children? Yeah, so in terms of children, we provide pediatric surgery. So that's Mm -hmm. the biggest one. We fund a lot of surgeries every year. And then there's a lot of follow-up care. So rehabilitation for children who maybe have uh, mobility issues, they can't walk or they need an occupational therapist. Uh, We provide wheelchairs in some of our countries. Um, And then we also provide uh, education to children, uh, particularly around children who have congenital issues. Okay. Maybe they're born with something that is a bit more complicated that their family doesn't quite understand. So our surgeons and our professionals are able to work with them to help them understand uh, different um, pediatric conditions. Okay, okay, that's great. Um, Elia, you mentioned that you work with six African um, countries. Can you mention them? Absolutely. So in the West, we are in Sierra Leone. Um, we started there a number of years ago in the sort of horn or northeast side of, uh, of Africa. We have Uganda, Ethiopia, uh, and Kenya. We have Cameroon. And then in the far southeast on the Indian Ocean, we have Madagascar. We also have uh, graduates working in Rwanda and Zambia currently. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at possibilities there as to how we might scale up our work there and try to help kids in those countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, those countries, in some ways, you, you can say they're chosen almost at random. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has to do with where our graduates come from. 
So if oh, a graduate oh. applies to our program from Nigeria, for example,、yeah. uh, that person would come into the program, spend three or five years, and then、uh, return to their home countries. Now, of course, some country have some countries have very、uh, great pediatric care systems. They train their surgeons very well, and they don't really need an organization like Bethany Kids. Uh, but there are many countries that that don't have the capacity currently、mm-hmm. to train their own surgeons, and that's why we train them in Kenya. Okay, so is there any visibility of、um, Bethany kids coming down to Nigeria? I would love it. I know that one of our newest ambassadors. So we have a team of ambassadors who、uh, represent our cause, and、uh, one of them is from Nigeria. We also have、uh, one of our board members on our Canadian national board is from Nigeria. Okay.、Uh, but thus far, we have not had a graduate to our program. What it would look like is if there was a Nigerian who wanted to study advanced pediatric surgery, so they would be a practicing physician, a surgeon. They wanted to specialize in pediatric surgery. They would apply to our program,、uh, and they would study in Kenya. Now, again, there could be some excellent programs in Nigeria. I know、uh, it is a very well-populated country with a lot of. Quality schools, yeah, yeah. so it may be the case that、uh, a Nigerian is choosing to study in Nigeria instead. Okay, okay, fantastic. That's that's wonderful. Um, uh, I also want to ask how it has been for the organization during these past years it has been running.、Mm-hmm. What are the challenges you have faced with working with children and also with the six countries you are partnering with? Yeah. That's a good question.、Uh, every country has been a bit different, and I was thinking about、um, one of our surgeons. He's from Mombasa, and he、uh, he he was saying in an interview that in a time like this, in a season like COVID, the people who suffer the most, the people who are forgotten the the, the most frequently, would be children.、Mm. You know, people worry about themselves, and those children on the margins, children who are in wheelchairs or children who can't walk, those kids get forgotten very quickly in a sure, crisis. Sure. Um, and so, what what we've struggled with is many countries with their lockdowns.、Uh, it has meant that children are not able to access the care in the hospitals that they need,、okay. and so they're waiting longer than、uh, than they should. So, say for example, needing surgery, and and the earlier you do that surgery, of course, the better it's going to be for that child.、Okay. Uh, so, we're definitely seeing longer waits where people aren't coming to hospitals frequently because of. Uh, local bylaws or local travel restrictions.、Mm-hmm. That said, because all of our surgeons live and work in their home countries,、um, in in each of the countries I mentioned, these are not Western missionary doctors. These、okay. are local physicians.、Um, that means that they never fled during the pandemic. They didn't return home. They continue to work, serve their communities, wow. just wow. in a slightly reduced capacity due to、uh, local laws regarding transportation. Getting kids to hospitals from their communities. Okay, there hasn't been any barrier in probably language and、um, culture clash and all that. Yeah,、uh, that's a good question. I would say our organization has a lot less trouble with that because, of course, the only surgeon that we would have working in Nigeria, for example, would be a Nigerian, and and they likely would be serving their home community. So, in each of our six countries. The surgeon who operates in that country is from that country. They were born and raised in that country.、Okay. That is their home,、uh, so they never have to worry about coming to us for language courses.、Okay. Um, instead, they come to our surgeons. And right now, our staff
uh, our, our senior surgeon at the program is uh, is a Kenyan, the one I mentioned a moment ago, uh, yes. Dr. Ken Muma. Um, so he leads that program, uh, and we're in the process of in increasing that that staff to include a number of others. But right now, it's led by a Kenyan, uh, and our largest program, just because that's where we started, currently is in Kenya. But we hope over time to continue to grow our, our capacity in each of the countries and communities that need something like this. Yes. Or some countries are really well established in their independent local medical systems. And we don't want to just show up where we're not needed. We yes. only want to exist where there's a need. Yes, true, true. Wonderfully said. And yes, Nigeria is in need of your services. Mm. Yes, we are truly in need. Because children, like they say, they are the future leaders of tomorrow. And if they're not giving mm -hmm. the care they need at this stage, then they are just leading them into a dead zone. So if they are brought up yeah. in a way that they can actually function in the larger society, it helps them and makes mm -hmm. them better. So the, what, the work you guys are doing is really, really great. And I really commend the whole... Thank you. Team and everyone. So I would like to ask um, any experiences so far that you would like to share in your work with yeah, several sure. countries and children. Sure. So, so one one person I'd love to share their story with, uh, and I know it's, it's because they've allowed me to share their story, and it's uh, a woman, her name is Francesca. She was born as a, in the Maasai community, um, and... As a Maasai child, she was born in that community and she had spina bifida, which of course is a congenital condition uh, that her parents did not understand. Her community was a very conservative uh, community, very traditionalist in their understanding of medicine. Uh, and so when they saw a child born that, you know, the legs looked a little bit different, some things were not the same, um, they tried to kill her and they, they felt like she didn't belong on this planet. They, wow. In fact, the words that were used was that she was a curse. And she told me that even until she became a teenager, um, she still had never had a day where she felt normal because her her bowels, the way that her body, you know, got rid of fluids, they didn't work like all the other kids in class. Wow. Uh, and that meant that she was constantly a mess. She was, you know, stained and she smelled bad. And she said she felt absolutely terrible to the point that as a teenager, she wished that the people who tried to kill her as a child had been successful. Wow. It's around that time that she found, uh, she she got in touch with a church somehow. She did not grow up in a church, but she got in touch with this church. They told her about Bethany Kids. They said there's this Christian organization out there. They're trying to help people. They, they help kids like you. So she came to us. We helped her with... Uh, the bowel management stuff with uh, with her spina bifida condition. We we helped her with with training and instruction and uh, whatever other medical needs she had. And now you sort of fast forward to the future. She's now one of our employees leading the way, uh, wow. helping other kids who have the same condition. So you sort of see this this full circle where someone who needed help is now in a position to help. help. And I love what you said a moment ago, where, where if we believe that children are the sort of future leaders of tomorrow, if we really work hard to invest in them and create uh, a culture of empathy where people care about each other, uh, where the idea of loving neighbor actually is tangible and measurable, uh, then those kids can grow up in a better world than maybe you and I grew up in. Yes. And hopefully it can continue to progress and become better. Exactly. Thank you, thank you. 
because um looking at all these um like you said traditionalists they they have this whole idea of probably maybe she's cursed and all that in africa we have the mentality we have that kind of mentality and sometimes we don't really understand that there is like a scientific explanation for anything that happens and there there would be a stereotype on the child probably if the child maybe is a special need probably has um um what's this one of the when the chromosomes are not complete there's one is it clairphenia Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, one of those, and probably he's just people leave them, like most yeah. of the parents like are down, not. Down yes. syndrome, you're talking about. Yes, Down syndrome. Thank you. People just like desert them, and they don't treat them as one of their own because mm-hmm. they feel like, but it's only the enlightened ones that know that. Okay, this is a condition. He's my child. Mm-hmm. I can treat him and maintain it because there's nothing I can do. I yeah. can't put him in a. Um, rehabilitation center. I can't just put him in an institution. I have to care for him right. because he's my child. Right. So these are the things that we need to start bringing up in the 21st century, especially in some mm-hmm. countries that need the help, so that they would be yeah. aware of it and um, there will be a form of sensitization to the public and mm-hmm. it will help the children so that there wouldn't be form of self-esteem issues or feeling like they've they are not, they don't belong in that society so mm-hmm. that's fantastic mm-hmm. fantastic yeah i love i love the way you put that and i think one of the beauties of a day like today with world children's day is it's not just one country or one continent that struggles with this yes. uh, i think even in north america right now where where i live and i've grown up for much of my life there is this sort of at times a, a misunderstanding of science and medicine and we uh, we look down on other people and and i words like taboo or stigma we yeah. we treat people differently um and not in a healthy way not in a way that is loving and empathetic and True. kind uh, and so in many ways regardless of the countries that we come from this great need that exists for all of us is mm-hmm. to really start to treat people with a, a a greater sense of equality and respect and love yes the most important thing is love because love goes mm-hmm. a very very long way because it's like the paramount thing that holds every relationship. So if there is no love, there is no community and no society too. Because that's what keeps everything going. So that's that's yeah. great. I'm so, so glad to have you on today's show. As in, you are so amazing. From the beginning when you reached out to me and you finally came. Thank you so much for um, honoring the invitation. I really appreciate it. Yes. My yeah. pleasure. I appreciate what you do and all the work you put into this. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, we've come to the end of today's special episode. And I'm sure you guys got one or two things from this session. I'm so glad to have you still sticking around. You guys are the best. So, if you would like to follow them on, on Instagram, you can search BethanyKids.ig. You can reach out to them, be a donor. So guys, see you next time, Mondays and Thursdays by 4 p.m. I still remain your host, Sarah Owoka. Yes, keep living a yielded life. Bye guys.